0: Uh, well, as Amanda said, I'm super excited to be back here as well. Um, this message has been on my mind since I found out that I was giving it, which was in, like, January. And I've been writing it for the past three weeks. Um, to be honest, I've rewritten it, like, eight times. Um, I gave this message, well, not this message, at the landing during the snow week. And I was like, "That's terrible. I need to rewrite that. And then over the past, like, week, I have just, like, my love story has changed so much. Um, So, I'm excited to be here. Um, If you don't know me, my name is Lauren Ropkin. I'm the program coordinator in our student ministries department. Uh, All right, I like that. Thanks, guys. Okay, you can stop. Um, (laughs) Okay, for real, Um, so (sighs) tonight we wrapping up our sex and dating series called Love Story, and I'm super excited to be here. Um, since there has been a little break, I want to recap. Uh, the first week, Johnny spoke, and then Amanda and Jackson. Um, and they all stemmed from totally different places, totally different stories. Uh, they talked about what we can do to be a gift for someone else in the future. Um, they talked about what we can do in our reality right now to prepare ourselves for sex and dating and marriage. Um. And then they talked about how whatever has happened in our past, our sins are forgiven, and they are wiped clean because of Jesus Christ. Um, And now it's my turn to tell you a little bit about my love story. This is not my entire love story, but it's pretty much like why I am who I am today and why I love the way that I love today. Um, So yeah, Uh, when Jackson gave his love story, he talked about how his story was a story of grace. And I love that, how his story was a story of something. And I was trying to think of what my story was a story of, um, and I came up with the word hope. Uh, My story is a story of hope, and that is not always a good thing. Uh, But we're going to get to that a little bit later. Uh, But so to pull back the curtain a little bit on my life, I'm going to tell, let you guys into the privacy of my cell phone. Um, I don't know if you guys create your own photo albums in your cell phone, but I certainly do, and there is one titled "Weddings" with the bride emoji and a big ring emoji and a cake emoji um, that. Hold 67 photos of everything that my perfect wedding will be like. Um, my dress is in there, the ring, the cake, uh, what the groom's going to wear, what the flowers are going to be like, uh, the food, a taco food truck, hauler. Um, the whole shebang. It's all right there in my phone. Um, now, ladies, don't you lie. I follow some of y'all on Pinterest. Don't let me hang in. I know you're there, too. I've seen your I do or one day boards. Um, it's okay. I just choose to keep mine off the Internet and in my phone. Um, so, boys... I want to tell you a little secret that's probably not so secret. Uh, Girls are crazy. Like, 67 photos of wedding stuff in their phone. Crazy. Um, Retweet? Go for it. Quote me. But, ladies, here's something for you to tweet. Boys are dumb. Like, (laughs) not like, okay, okay. Okay. But they're not dumb like mathematics or English dumb. I mean dumb just like they're totally aloof to everything that's happening. They can't read your brain. Um, And that's okay. Boys, once you understand the fact that girls are crazy and girls, once you understand the fact that boys are dumb, we're all going to live so much happier together. And that is the truth. Um, So I'll be honest. I have not always been the 67 photos of wedding things in my phone. Um, When I was a freshman in high school, my parents got a divorce. Uh, So being a freshman in high school, I was like 13 or 14 years old. Um, And I was pretty aware of the situation and what was happening and why the divorce was occurring. And I often found myself in the middle of their disagreements, kind of forced to choose a side. Um, And I was never really raised seeing a successful love story. My parents kind of did their own thing. Um, And so when it came down to it, I was raised seeing a relationship that really in the end just wasn't worth it anymore. And it was at this time that I found myself writing off marriage all together. I figured that it was much easier than getting my heart broken and honestly, people chomping on their food and putting toilet paper under instead of over drives me crazy. So I'm not going to marry someone that does that. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so marriage was not this beautiful idea in my mind of two people coming together to glorify God. Um, when I was a freshman, I legitimately thought that, like, marriage, like, two people get together reproduce, make some pretty babies, I guess. Um, and then when you got bored or things got difficult, it was like, all right, well, we can get a divorce now and, like, find someone else. And that just did not seem any sort of magical or beautiful to me. Uh, so I had my plan. Now, now when I was a freshman, um, I was going to be really successful. I was always going to work in a job that I had to carry a briefcase and wear high heels. Um, if I showed up looking like that at work, people would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, I would have a really awesome dog. Check, got that. Uh, Have an awesome car, and the closest relationship to love I would have would be with my rocking hairstylist. Uh, That was my love story that I wanted my freshman year of high school, and I was pretty pumped about it. Uh, And this mentality made it pretty easy for me to become blind to people's true characteristics. Um, So when I dated, since I wasn't really looking for forever, I didn't really, like, pay attention or care or even see um, some of the flaws. And so in high school, I dated one boy pretty much the entire time. Now, some of you guys, you have really great relationships that are helping you grow into who you're supposed to be and closer to God, and that is beautiful. This relationship did not do that for me, so my first mistake in dating was dating the same person the whole time. Um, In doing this, it caused me to never take time to grow into who I was truly meant to become, but instead I grew into who he wanted me to become. Um, and my boyfriend definitely, he did not want someone who loved Jesus. He didn't care about that. Uh, he did not want someone with values that respected herself, and he did not want a strong, independent woman, so I was none of that. Uh, I became someone who made questionable choices. Um, I lost sight of who God had created me to be, and I became fond of spending the, uh, spending my life with someone who was incredibly toxic. Um, the choice of dating this boy uh, didn't just like affect me and him, but it affected Um, my friendships and my relationship with my parents. And at the time, I was pretty okay with that um, because he was broken and I felt that I was sent there to be his fixer. Um, I couldn't give up on him or leave him because I had to fix him. And the desire and need to fix him felt like I was doing something good. So I was like, oh, God wants me to do this. Obviously, I need to keep dating him to fix him. Um, So this is where my story of hope comes in and not the best way. About a year ago at the landing, Amanda gave a message about how we hope for a lot of things in life. We hope that that boy is going to text us or ask us out, or we hope that that girl is going to send us some pictures, or we hope that we can get a date to prom, or we hope that this really toxic relationship will last. We hope, and we hope, and we hope, and we have placed our hope everywhere but in the one who truly matters. I hope so badly that this relationship of mine would magically wake up one day and be happy and healthy and beautiful, and I hope so badly that I would just be enough to fix him. And I put all of my hope in this boy. Um, And it took me four years to pull my heart away from this person. Um, I wasn't fond of the idea of marriage still when I was like a senior in high school. um, But I was fond of the idea of being needed by someone. um, That desire to just be the big change in his life. Um, But four years after that, I finally realized a couple things. I realized that I was broken I realized that he was broken, and that there was nothing that I could do or needed to do to fix us together. Um, I needed to leave him. So through many tears, many I hate use to my parents, uh, many locking myself in the bathroom. I did that a few times. Don't do that, guys. That's dumb. Um, many sneaking around so I could see him when I wasn't allowed to. Um, but most importantly and finally, I realized just through prayer and through developing a relationship with Christ that I needed to let him go, and I did. Um, it was the first time, and this is going to pop up on the slide here, that I um, realized that my value does not decrease by someone's inability to see your worth. And I want to say that again, and I want you guys to read that, and I want you to hear that, and I want you to understand that, that your value does not decrease by someone's inability to see how much you are worth. Luke six forty-three through 45 says, A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes, and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good fruit from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil fruit from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. So your value and your fruit and whatever you are producing into this world cannot be found on the tree to your left and to your right. And by trees, I mean by humans. Your value is not determined by another man or by another woman, and we should not allow... Our value to be placed in the hands of another man or another woman. You're not just a boyfriend or just a girlfriend or just another single kid in this world. You are the son or a daughter of a king who loves you so much. And your love story begins and is found through Jesus Christ. Uh, So today when you leave here, when this sex series ends, I want to give you three things that you can leave and you can just think about that while you're in your relationship you're in or when you're about to get into a relationship or while you're questioning why you're single— You can think about these three things, and it'll help you process all of these crazy years of teen dating. Uh, So number one, and this is where the blanks are, the most important person you could get to know besides Christ um, is yourself. We can spend countless hours and limitless energy pouring into getting to know the person in front of us or the person that we're dating that we often lose ourselves in this entire process. We spend so much time trying to find or create this magnificent person that we lose who we are. And the biggest secret to a successful relationship is getting your mess together first. Because if you're a mess, your relationship is going to be a mess. And so instead of fixating on relationships, we need to invest more into developing interests, understanding personality, and working through the past and wrapping our brain around our relationship with Christ so that we can have a successful relationship with someone else and Christ. Uh, Number two is you will always attract the type of person you think you deserve Um, I said this last year when I gave a singles message. Um, I want you guys to think of yourselves as a price tag. And I know it gets kind of questionable putting money and a sex series together. But think of yourself as a price tag, and you're determining your worth, how much you're worth. You're going to put money on it right now. And a person is going to see that, and they're going to say, oh, they're worth that much. Oh, they're worth that much. Okay, and I'm worth this much. Whenever we devalue ourselves, because 99% of the time we devalue ourselves, we devalue Christ's creation, we devalue all the love and the work that he put into making each and every one of us. You will always attract the type of person that you think you deserve. Um, And number three, your story has far more to do with who you are than who you are with. I want you to think of your life as a giant puzzle. Um, A relationship, a spouse, or a partner is simply just a piece. They're just a piece of your huge puzzle. Uh, There was much before them, and there was much after them. But a relationship is simply there to make your puzzle a little more beautiful. Uh, When we realize that it's more about who we are than who we are with, we can place our hope in the one whose foundation is strong and unwavering. And when we place our hope in Christ, we realize that our love story is all about who we are and our love with him, and what we want. And when we realize who we are, we can realize what we actually want, and we can continue out living this love story that God actually wants us to have. Like, he wants us to be in relationships with each other, and he wants us to love one another. So why not make that something positive? Um, Whenever I give a message up here, it's my goal of mine to not use, like, scripture that we hear every day, uh, because for personally, I want to challenge myself in learning new scripture, but I also want to introduce you guys to new scripture, um, but I stumbled upon this the other day on Pinterest, and I just loved the way that it was worded. Um, it's Jeremiah 29 11, and it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. The Lord is handing you a future and a hope, and a beautiful puzzle with beautiful puzzle pieces, and he simply wants us to take it. And we have to realize that our love story stems from nowhere else but from him. We must intentionally place Christ at the center of every single relationship we have if we want it to be healthy and well-nourished. And when we do that, we will come to better know ourselves, and we will attract the type of people that we actually deserve in the most positive ways. Uh, So today, I want to challenge you to stop hoping for silly, ridiculous things and put your hope in the one who gave us the ability to hope. I want to challenge you to stop being the settler that dates people that you probably shouldn't date, to stop being the person that has to fix everybody because we're not going to fix them. It's to stop being the singling and mingling people and to live a life in love with Jesus Christ. Um, if you're currently dating, that is wonderful. And if you're single, that's wonderful. But I want to ask you two things about both of those situations. How involved is Christ in your situation and what can you do to make him more involved in those situations? Uh, I want to give a little shout-out to the landing um, After this series, I know there's a lot going on. Um, I know sex and dating is not an easy thing to talk about or think about or to go through. Um, So if this is something that you really just like Can't wrap your brain around, or you're really struggling with. On Thursday nights, we have a program called the Landing that meets here at 6:30. That's a really safe place to talk about things and a really comfortable, quiet to just sit and to just be and to process your crazy life. Because you guys, I'm what two years away from or four years away from some of y'all. Like life is crazy and life is hard, and sometimes you just need that place to come and to just be. And the Landing is a great place for that and to think about everything that we've talked about over the past 500 weeks because of snow days. Um, But so I want to put that out there. as we end this wonderful series. And now will you guys pray with me? Dear Holy and loving God, thank you for this day and thank you for these students here, God. Um, Thank you for not letting it snow and not letting it be spring break anymore because we have missed you and we have missed each other and we have missed this place, God. Uh, I thank you for our time together and I pray that our hearts were just open tonight um, to hear your word. And as we go into these breakout groups, um, I pray that you just let us be open and honest with not only each other, but with ourselves, God, um, so that we may place our hope in you and have a future with you. In your name we pray, amen.